0: Hey, Anchor, what's up? Guess what?
1: It's my birthday. It is his birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Marks.
0: Happy birthday, (laughs) Marx. Cool. So, I'm super thankful, man. I I did a post earlier today on Facebook. Just kind of sharing a little bit about my story and, you know, and we got into like a deeper conversation i thought i think it's good to record this because like like we've realized certain like we've had realizations like waking up to things the to concepts to certain belief systems that we didn't have before and when we did that like our lives changed and we're trying to like trace back like what were those beliefs and like how did we actually get them so let's start mm-hmm. what what was the first one we we're talking about which
1: beliefs we had to change mm-hmm. I think one of them was. Can you hear me this far away? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll just hold. It anyways, I think one of them was obviously having goals, having goals for the future, and being very strategic. Um, having plans—that's necessary, right? That's the the left side of the brain, more right? It's the logical thinking, chronological thinking, the planner, right? The administrator, and those are needed. But if you're constantly future-based and you're constantly thinking about the future, you are not going to enjoy the day-to-day work or seeds that you're sowing, right? So let's say in my case, like, I'm I'm writing, right? I'm writing for uh, certain women that I have following me, and it's, you know, different topics of self-love and empowerment and things like that. I cannot focus only on my end goals, my business goals, if I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to help them in my day-to-day life by doing that, because I'm not concentrating on what's important, and what's important is actually writing something that's actually going to change something in their life, it's going to change their thinking, that's going to transform them from the inside out, and I need to enjoy that journey, so yes, have goals, but really indulge in the day-to-day, and
0: how do you do that,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you actually do that like you know like a lot of that sounds good like i want it for my life but like how do i get it?
1: well i think it comes with for us it was slowing down i think it was you know before we just had very broad goals but when it came now what i'm trying to do is just it's have one yeah like have one thing i'm like okay I've, i have i want to write one blog today yeah. and if i write this blog i'm going to feel accomplished Right. I'm not going to wonder to myself, did I do enough today? Should I be working later today? You judging yourself? Right? right. I always ask the question, did I do enough? Did I do enough? Yeah, so I'm I like, okay, after I do a blog, I'm not going to ask that question. It's enough. That's my content for the day. I put my heart into it, did my best, and then I can actually relax for the rest of the night. So I was productive, but I'm also not being ridiculous with pushing myself to the extreme and getting into those unhealthy habits again that... I tend to fall back into when I feel uh, too future paced, right? Because I'm, I'm pushing instead of just taking it day by day, doing the best you can, each it every day, not forcing it,
0: you know? Uh, but how do you get that balance between, like, working hard but at the same time knowing when to quit, unless, like, when it crosses the line of like, forcing it? that's the that's the like the real question you know like how do you like uh, what i'm asking like like how do you baby you know like you um but you know what what we'll do is we'll just continue on the next segment because i'm seeing here that it's like running out of time but cool okay we'll continue on the next one all right guys so we had a really good question um which was how do you know the difference or the balance between hustling and obviously like being diligent and working hard because you know it's part of life we all know it but at the same time being able to take it one step at a time and be patient and you know kind of don't take life too seriously type of thing how like how do you know when you're too much in one side or too much on the other and go It's a question of wisdom. That's what it is. It's a question yeah. of wisdom. Where I don't I don't even know if I know the answer and I want to ponder well, it. Well, I'll speak
1: <laughs> from personal experience and what yeah. Something that I I guess what I do to kind of keep myself in check because yeah, sometimes I do lose the balance and I gotta center myself again and bring myself mm-hmm. back. Actually yeah. I think last week was kind of one of those. Your
0: voice is so much better, right? Yeah. You have so much more power. Mm-hmm. In the name of jesus be here
1: <laughs> so well for me i feel like as you kind of mentioned before last year we were working i mean ridiculous amounts of hours like 12 hour days but at the end of the day literally and figuratively we really weren't getting that much further ahead like we we're running faster at least we thought we were That we weren't getting that much actually done. And I don't really feel like we even felt that fulfilled either. We weren't like, we wouldn't we wouldn't leave those 12 hours and be like, yes, you know, this was an amazing day. I feel so good about this. Like that really wasn't the case. And you think it would be if you're working more, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was weird. So I think again, the key is really giving yourself a task or two a day that you're telling yourself, okay, if I finish this. This is definitely moving me towards my goals. This is definitely quality content. This is valuable. I did my best. And that will help you be able to balance your health holistically in every way. Because for me, when I start to feel anxious, like really anxious, or... Well, yeah, different things. I mean, if I'm feeling really tired and I shouldn't feel that tired. I, I, you know, if I slept seven, eight hours and I still feel tired. Um,
0: all the
1: time like, like, that's how mm-hmm. um, When we miss the gym sometimes, you know um, I feel the difference in my energy levels, I feel the difference in my anxiety levels, and that's when I know okay I'm starting to go off balance again, and yeah, maybe even though I'm working on something that I really like and I feel like it needs to be done by a certain day, again, those sometimes are just um, I guess expectations I put on myself mm-hmm. and sometimes you can change those I'm like okay I, I said Thursday it should be done but is it really going to make a difference if it's Friday or Saturday? Is it really going to make a massive difference? And the majority of the time it's not. Usually a, a day or two is not going to make a difference so if you're run down yeah, like the, go to the gym, it's eat well the
0: it's like the accumulation of actions, like...
1: right, exactly which is why you can't you know, not prioritize your mental health and your emotional health and your physical health, because it is a marathon. It is long term. It's long term. So you need to be healthy, like happy and healthy, every single day. And you're not gonna be perfect, but
0: when you're getting off
1: balance, bring center yourself again, ground yourself, all, come back all to balance.
0: decisions you make in life are state based, right? Which means that, like, mm-hmm. depending on if you're on a positive state or a negative state, You're your answer is going to be different you know like usually if you're like in fear you'll say oh like let's do this and then later on realize like oh no i was just scared like that was a bad decision i should have waited or like you know so like those like all decisions which are essentially shaped by by destiny really are state based and your state is in the day-to-day that you right. need to control actually in the present moment to be like accurate because exactly. it's now it's like how do you feel right. now
1: right so a year ago people we were to ask ourselves that in every given day how do i feel now it was like stressed yeah. tired anxious worried exactly. how do you the
0: decisions when you're like swimming that like nastiness
1: right because we weren't we were only prioritizing work meanwhile your health, your mental health, your physical health, all these things directly correspond to how productive you are.
0: I'm going to give you a... Well, just... Oh, yo, so check this out. I wanted to give you, like, one big thing. Like, because, you know, to answer the question, right? Like, how do you determine, like, kind of like, how much is, like, work and hustle and all this, how much is patience, like, where is that line when, like, you start becoming, like, or too lazy or you start becoming, like, too anxious and too stressed because you're, like, overworked and overwhelmed, you know? So, like, you obviously don't want to be, like, the lazy one. No one, like, you know lazy ones never prosper. But you also don't want to be, like, on the other side where, like, you lose track of, like, you know, just, like, the little things in life and being able to just be in, like, amazing... Um, day-to-day life, and we said that all decisions, you know, are state-dependent, so check this out, therefore, we know that darkness cannot drive out darkness, okay, that means that if you're gonna make a bad decision, you know, if you're in a bad state of mind, you cannot make a good decision. How? How will you? If you're in a fear state, you're going to act accordingly. You know, I remember actually a quick story of me running Facebook ads for us a while ago, actually with the stick case that it failed, right? And I remember that a lot of my decisions weren't made on the best possible outcome, being like a strategic and and a businessman. It was made out of fear. And I would like cut ads too soon. I would spend little money because I was like afraid of losing money I was afraid of it of course. if you're afraid or if you're in a neg- negative state, anger bitterness, malice right you will not be able to make a decision in good faith that
1: was everything, so you're gonna make poor decisions in relationships yeah. poor decisions in yeah. self care so poor you're doing it out of like,
0: oh maybe you feel like disconnected, it's lack, or lack fear of fear yeah, lack of love, lack of connection you know like most of the addictions that people have and most of the like bad relationships that people have are because of a lack of connection like a lack of love, you know and so they look for it in like the wrong places and they stay in crappy relationships because that's all the love they're getting and even in that twisted wicked way they're still getting some love and it's better than no love at all because they don't know how to develop self-love don't understand how to take the love of God and like be covered in it, where you don't lack love, it's crazy. But what were we saying about the money mindset? Let's talk about that for a minute.
1: Well, it came because we're talking about consistency,
0: yeah. Oof. Right? That one of the one of the major mm-hmm. things that's
1: changed in our thinking in the past couple months. Mm-hmm has been um recognizing that anything anything good anything that you really want to last and remain healthy constantly needs to be fed and watered right like whether that's a relationship with your family your husband or wife whether it's your business, I mean you constantly have to be tending to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to be caring for it constantly and that mm-hmm. takes patience I like that word,
0: tending, because it reminds me about the like garden.
1: Right, it takes patience, it takes consideration, it takes love, it takes commitment, dedication, consistency And I mean, all of these are wonderful traits to have and all of them are necessary in a successful business You can make a lot of money very quickly, but you can also lose it just as fast Right, real business people think long term and they're consistent yeah. and they're patient, yeah. and that's one of the main things that we've changed. So, yeah, I mean, now awful. we are so tending to the testing
0: of your faith produces patience.
1: Mm-hmm. So, we're tending to you know the people that we're writing for and speaking to every single day, and we realize the inherent value in that. And that, yes, while we want a lucrative business, a successful or business, um. The desire for that money is lower than our need to care and provide value to these people, right? Because at the end of the day, businesses, you're providing a service, right? Some kind of a service to another person that's valuable, that they need, that helps them, and that's products. the main priority first.
0: Mm-hmm. Lillian is here with us. And the little Lillian, kitten. little kitten. She's gonna stay small. I love it. Oh, look she at the is. belly. She should
1: be tiny. i got that All
0: right. So yeah, what were we saying?
1: So saying that the uh, your drive to care for your your clients, your audience, your tribe needs to be greater than you Know the desire to have the money, there's nothing wrong with wanting abundance, nothing wrong with wanting a nice house and a safe area to raise your family, and all these things. Nothing's wrong with those, and you deserve them, mm. but you only deserve them if you give first. And a lot of that giving is going to be for free before you see a dime. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was not easy for us in the beginning. We're not no, going to lie it's, about it's that. It's hard to understand. And, you
0: know, like you're, you're obviously like focused because you're like, Man, like, I want to pay my bills. Like, I want to, like, yeah, be able to be independent financially and all those different things. So it's hard to see, like, beyond that.
1: Right, it is, because they may very well be really big needs, especially if you're in debt and you're yeah. really worried about, you know, whether it's getting your kids through school and buying them new clothes for real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. these are genuine That's worries. Genuine
0: yeah.
1: And again, you deserve to have abundance. You don't, you should not be living in lack. And it's great to... That's good. Can talk about that? living in lack. I think especially when we as a person who is spiritual in any kind of way we tend to kind of think there's like nobility and being poor or not desiring more not desiring money in any kind but and I was like that for a very long time I had a very skewed view of money I was like I don't need money you know as long as I'm making an impact in you know my students lives and different things like that then I don't need money money's for greedy people And I realized, though, that I can't be fully happy. Well, I don't believe I can be healthy to the degree that I deserve to be mentally, emotionally, physically, if I'm extremely stressed and anxious. And money, unfortunately, is usually one of those prime worries, right? So I don't think there's virtue in being poor. You can be a great person and be wealthy, and you can be a great person and be poor. Being poor doesn't make you a good person, though, right? If you're an amazing person, you're going to be just as amazing person with money and it arguably maybe even more amazing because then you can help so many more people with the money that you have. If your heart's good, you will do good with that money. So you deserve to be living in abundance, no doubt about that, but you also obviously should be helping other people with that and teaching them also how to bring themselves out of poverty, and those are wonderful things so yeah, sure. money definitely an amazing things and you should desire to always have more and strive for more but your desire to recognize how you're going to serve people with what gifts you have with what talents you have is that comes first because i truly wholeheartedly believe the money will come people will pay you for your services for your products
0: yeah, if
1: it. you are genuinely trying to help them and serve them
0: Three words.
1: <laughs> and if yeah if, if it's coming from the heart if you people can see through inauthenticity they really can if you're honest and authentic you're doing your best and you're caring for them trust me they're gonna pay you may not be today but they will how do i
0: get to trust you <laughs>
1: by providing a lot of free value first and by being very open and honest
0: how much value is that Well, i I think that depends it depends
1: on what you're i would say massive
0: amount of value and yeah definitely depends because it depends on your industry because value is like subjective i know and i
1: know it's hard to know like when's the moment to ask but again i truly believe though if you're giving free value people are going to come to you they are going to come to you it's a mix of both you know you got to be yes a little bit pushing but also like yeah. honesty yeah, and good value is, is
0: going to draw people towards you as well see see like this is what J. abrams the grandpa of like marketing basically oh yeah times from a run out yeah, that's the strategy of preeminence, okay? We'll be right back. We'll be right back after some short commercials. I just made that up. Bye. So yeah, the strategy of preeminence. That is exactly that balance that you're talking about between, yes, selling and marketing, of course, is part of it, but doing it from, like, the right place. You know, we're saying about like states you know and that's where like the steadfast love piece comes in where you need to love your audience and loving your audience because you know it's kind of hard for people to materialize it yeah when we think of love we think of like romantic relationships that's like the first one it comes in right or maybe familiar relationships or maybe friend relationships and that's more kind of like where this one is developed Right, where where it becomes this friendship, where without even you knowing them yet, you already love them. You already made a choice to like serve them because you love them. Honestly, very very similar to Jesus. Right, it's the perfect example, the perfect like parable for it, because Jesus chose to come and serve people and give his life. He did he did it before he even knew anyone. Or, well, I should say before they even know them, you know, or, or vice versa. And it's no different with your audience. You need to have, like, have made that decision that you're like, you know what, I want to serve this group of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 integrity, mm-hmm. obviously, too, because
0: yeah, that's part if you of provide
1: it. someone with a crappy product mm-hmm. or a crappy service, it reflects on you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, it's, it's like reciprocity. What you give, I genuinely believe, is going to come back to you. If you are not really giving someone quality,
0: uh-huh. something
1: you believe in, well, they're probably going to give it back to you. They're going to complain. They're going to tell other people about how horrible this experience was. Okay. Meanwhile, yeah, you, if someone you, if you did an amazing job, they're going to show oh. everyone they know. They're going to be so grateful, so happy. They're going to come uh-huh. back to you. They're going to tell all their friends about it. Right? I think we. um we heard this before, I don't know if it was Russell Brunson, but saying that with restaurants, you know, when someone visits a restaurant, if they have a negative experience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they are more likely to tell around, I think it was about nine people, or up to 12 people, mm-hmm. about that horrible experience at a restaurant that they had, whether right. it was bad service, bad food, and if it was good service, they might tell about one or two. Hmm. So... Wow,
0: why? That's a crazy It's
1: unfortunate, difference, but nonetheless, those <laughs> one or two people you don't know one of them might be an exception or they may keep coming back nonetheless the point is though when you do something that's not from your heart that's inauthentic that is without integrity mm-hmm. it's gonna bite you in the ass
0: mm-hmm. every time what you sow you will reap man
1: every single time
0: if you sow for the flesh you will reap for the flesh
1: and you shouldn't be doing services mm-hmm. because of yeah you think something's going to come back to you but it should be also coming from a place of like I don't want to do anything short of my best. And
0: right. So you need to get
1: really real with yourself. Really real. What do I really have to offer? What is something mm. of quality
0: of value. that I love yeah. myself,
1: that I'm passionate exactly. about, that can equally help someone else transform yeah. someone else's life? And you might need to really think about that because yeah. that took us forever. I remember
0: some ovens, some ovens taught like with the three circles, like it's, it's got to be the intersection. Like kind of like imagine three circles, like kind of like the Olympics are, you know, Where it's like, you got what you love, like your passion, right? Then you got what the market or the world needs, right? And then you got like, oh, honestly, I can't even remember the third one. But even just those two, it's very powerful. I think the third one was like, you know, what... or, Or I think it was what the market needs and then what the world needs to like even like scale it. I think those were the three. But anyway, you know, it's a perfect, yeah, example that you need... To like see it holistically, like always. Yep. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Just the whole Zen Entrepreneurs, what's up? Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is. So, I got another question for you. This is a, a good one, but we'll do it right back in this next episode. So yeah, the strategy of preeminence that is exactly that balance that you're talking about between, yes, selling and marketing, of course, is part of it but doing it from, like, the right place, And you know what we're saying about, like, states, you know, and that's where, like, the steadfast love piece comes in where you need to love your audience and loving your audience because, you know, it's kind of hard for people to materialize it, yeah, when we think of love, we think of, like, romantic relationship that's like the first one it comes in right or maybe familiar relationships or maybe friend relationships and that's more kind of like where this one is developed right where where it becomes this friendship where without even you knowing them yet you already love them you already made a choice to like serve them because you love them honestly very very similar to jesus right it's a perfect example the perfect like parable for it because jesus chose to come and serve people and give his life. He did he did it before he even knew anyone. Or well I should say before they even know them, you know, or or vice versa. And it's no different with your audience. You need to have like have made that decision that you're like, you know what, I wanna serve this group of people.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's integrity, mm-hmm. obviously, too, because
0: yeah, that's part if you of it. provide
1: someone with a crappy product mm-hmm. or a crappy service, it reflects on you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like, it's, it's like reciprocity. What you give, I genuinely believe, is going to come back to you. If you are not really giving someone quality,
0: uh-huh. something
1: you believe in, well, they're probably going to give it back to you, they're going to complain, they're going to tell other people about how... Horrible this experience was Meanwhile, if someone did an amazing job, they're gonna show everyone they know They're gonna be so grateful, so happy. They're gonna come Mm -hmm. back to you. They're gonna tell all their friends about it Right, I think we um, we heard this before. I don't know if it was Russell Brunson, but saying that with restaurants You know when someone visits a restaurant if they have a negative experience Mm -hmm. They are more likely to tell around. I think it was about nine people or up to 12 people about that horrible experience at a restaurant that they had, whether it was bad service, bad food, and if it was good service, they might tell about one or two. Hmm. So Wow,
0: why that's <laughs> that's a crazy It's unfortunate difference.
1: But nonetheless, <laughs> those one or two people, you don't know one of them might be an exception or they may keep coming back. Nonetheless The point is though when you do something that's not from your heart, that's inauthentic, that is without integrity, it's gonna bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Every time,
0: what you sow, you will reap, man.
1: Every single time.
0: If you sow for the flesh, you will reap for the flesh.
1: And you shouldn't be doing services mm-hmm. because of yeah, you think something's gonna come back to you, but it should be also coming from a place of like, I don't want to do anything short of my best.
0: And right. So you need to get
1: really real with yourself. Really about real. What do I really have to offer? What is something Mm -hmm.
0: of quality that I love myself,
1: that I'm passionate about, that can equally help someone else transform someone else's life? And you might need to really think about that because that took us forever.
0: I remember some ovens ovens taught like with the three circles, like it's it's gotta be the intersection, like kind of like imagine three circles, like kind of like the Olympics are, you know, where it's like you got what you love, like your passion, right? Then you got what the market or the world needs, right and then you got like oh honestly i can't even remember the third one but even just those two it's very powerful i think the third one was like you know what or or i think it was what the market needs and then what the world needs to like even like scale it i think those were the three but anyway you know it's a perfect yeah example that you need to like see it holistically always
1: yeah
0: She's the whole Zen Entrepreneurs What's up, welcome to the show (laughs) Yeah Yeah. It is So I got another question for you This is a, a good one But we'll do it right back In this next episode Right guys We're back for the last little segment So the last question I had Was it's, it's, it's like my, my little interview birthday episode.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Okay, so what was your personal epiphany story that led you to the waking up of that realization, which we have talked about? Uh,
1: my personal epiphany. Mm-hmm. so you mean like with what I'm doing right now with
0: the group yeah, like how did you wake up to the that, that shift between like we said like focusing on the wrong things, like yeah. focusing on like the money or focusing on like like other things mm-hmm. other than like serving the audience and be able to actually do it like from the heart and not just from your lips
1: Well, I think I just genuinely realized that. what I was telling you earlier about how I think authenticity is a really high priority for me and Mm -hmm. it was something that I was
0: that you were not getting on the other like ventures and and I was trying to maybe convince
1: myself like oh maybe I don't need to be super passionate about it
0: yeah you were trying to convince yourself yeah
1: like it
0: yeah you're right
1: Maybe right. I mean for some people that's possible, uh-huh. but for me, I just had to really just give in to the fact that it just doesn't work for me. Uh-huh. It's not in alignment with who I am. All right. And I think that's a good thing, though, because that means that anything I do put my time and effort into is going to be something that I genuinely only believe in. So it took a while to actually find out what that was, but it's funny because sometimes the those things that you should be doing and that you really can provide value to other people with are the things that you don't even realize how special they are because they can um, naturally
0: do right
1: they're like this, is not, this is not something <laughs> people are gonna pay me for or, this is not special because it's something that's easier for you but you don't know what someone else values that like maybe it's not easy for them
0: one man's trash is another man's goal. Says a country song. <laughs> 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 about the subject.
1: It's true though. It's true though. So for me, that was um, that was my writing mainly. And it was kind of going back to, okay, what do I actually like writing about?
0: Mm. Yeah, just even coming to that question and realization, it's like a big thing.
1: So I realized, like, you know, when I'm given the freedom to write, what I usually end up writing about is, I mean, I love writing...
0: Yeah, names. Name like
1: inspirational like kind of motivation. I mean, I love yeah, that. I love yeah. talking from my own experience. For sure. From my own life lessons. And
0: encouraging people. Right?
1: Yeah, and encouraging, providing some kind of inspiration, hope uh-huh. for them. Hope. I realize that usually tends to go towards women. And I think that's because of the way I've been raised. I think my childhood, you know, being raised by a single mom, there's always been a special place in my heart for helping other young girls and women, because I, I feel like we tend to lack, a lot of us, we tend to really undervalue ourselves, um, and we tend to let fear hold us back, you know, we, the media, society tends to really undervalue us, and kind of put us in a little box, and I really want to share that that's not really how you, you have to live, and I've been through those things myself necessarily been living myself from those beliefs, so I really mm. love talking to women in particular.
0: Yeah, like the limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. Mm.
1: I had always loved philanthropy and I think animals and the environment have always been something I've cared about. And now I realize I'm like, hey, like that is valuable. Like we're living in times where, you know, endangered species and pollution, all these things are very real problems more than ever. Right. Like my Voice does matter in sharing my thoughts about that. Right. You don't know who's gonna see that and be like, mm-hmm. Well, damn, I didn't know that. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I can do my part now. That's true. So, I love those things, and honestly, the response has been much better than I could have even imagined. too. When you're passionate, people yeah. can tell. Yeah. You know, they, they resonate with you and mm-hmm. they, they feel like it's honest. Yeah. So that was my epiphany, and that's why I've been taking action towards doing A what I'm good at, B what I love, and C what I actually oh, helping that, people. That's
0: what it was now. Now I remember. Yeah, the three circles were were oh crap. Okay, we'll have to do one more segment. Oh you guys are in luck today. So yeah, the three circles. The so imagine I right in front there's what you love doing, your passion, and then on the right, kind of connect it right at the middle, right in the intersection. There's what you're good at, like your skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your skills, like the things that are actually like a gift or an ability that you have. That you either have it or you want to develop it. They're both very valid and they both like work, right? And then the last one was what the world needs. If you can put all three of those together, you, you can have a million-dollar business.
1: So it's what you're good um, at, what the world needs.
0: And your skills. Oh, sorry. What, what, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you love. Like, your passion. Okay, yeah. You're yeah, you're yeah, yeah, because you might have certain abilities that you're not passionate about. You're like, ah, oh, you know, it's cool that I can do, I don't know, singing, playing an instrument. But you're like, I don't really want to, like, only do that. Okay. Like... You know, it's just something cool I like to do from now, time to time. But there are other times where you're like, man, like, for example, us, right? Where you said, well, I want to paint, or hey, I want to, like, I-, I love doing that. And then all of a sudden, it's also something that the world needs. And all of a sudden, there's also, you know, what you're good at, because you actually can paint. Like, I, I do, like, stick figures, guys. Like, she does, like, full-out, like, shading and, like, gets all these colors That's and, nice. Yeah. But, but yeah, but you've painted too. Like I can't paint for, even if my life depended on it. <laughs> sure, that's not true. <laughs> you, you don't know what faith does sometimes. You're like oh my god, you yeah, play this like crazy like Mozart. Like, that's what like, like, it's I was like. I you with music. Like right. it was
1: something you were just drawn to, and you're yeah. really good I'm just at. i miss playing too.
0: the drums, man.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like you were. There's there's natural talent, and there's also obviously you know, <gasps> skill you build with mm-hmm. practice. But for me, that was drawing yeah. at the age of like three and yeah, four. Yeah, it's right?
0: one of your earliest memories, as yeah. a matter of fact, which exactly. is powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
1: And then writing kind of came, I think, like early, universities early university. Early
0: university. Started to get into it more. Yeah, because you wanted to just kind of like yeah, like just pour out and just put and into the world out there how you feel, what you think, and first of all for yourself more than anyone else right first of all because you just like you just mm, there's something about it that you that it makes you like materialize and flesh out your ideas and your thoughts that make you feel more certain more 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 secure of like who you are and what you believe in
1: it was funny, I think I started doing, I started sharing, mm-hmm. like, writing on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of something I wanted to do. Right. Yeah, things that were happening and, like, things I thought. And then I started noticing. Like, people were noticing. I get a lot of people engaging. And I was yeah, like, yeah, there you go. Interesting. Right. This is not even something I...
0: So that's a validation of a skill, for example.
1: Right, because at that point, I wasn't thinking writing was going to be something it's I wanted to do. Above the usual, effort. yeah. But it was something I noticed. I'm like, I do get an awful lot of people... Mm commenting and even messaging me privately
0: saying like oh i love like i love reading your writing every day and i'm like like i didn't even know that you read it yeah because you started doing it for yourself first which is another huge conversation itself about like making content that sometimes it's so hard because you're doing it for them and you can't do it for them like just like right off the gate first to kind of be born out of you to be yeah, born out of like, you system. wanna, yeah, so doing exactly, it,
1: doing it they were
0: watching not. exactly, exactly, that is one of the biggest pieces because influencers now and social media and everything, are so, like, ugh, dependent on what other people think about them or how much they validate them for them to, like, do or don't do certain things, so they ponder for, like, ever if they should do this or that because they're afraid of the rejection. And it's, and it's tough, well, let's talk about that for one second, it's tough to sometimes get over that because people hate hard sometimes, you know, like you recently had a hater. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, seemingly out of nowhere, but...
0: Yeah, they just message well. you like you attacking, you're like, what in the, the world?
1: Yeah, but what I mean, when you become a public figure in any way, you need to get used to the fact that some people are gonna love you and some are actually genuinely not going to resonate mm-hmm. you and some are just going to judge you unrightfully and that comes with the territory yeah but you can't focus on that if you have one person criticize you for every 20 people, 30 people, 50 people that love what you're doing mm-hmm. don't focus on the one negative focus on all the love and all the positive
0: right that Right.
1: but you can't be everything to
0: everyone ooh everything to everyone that's good I'll have to talk about it in the next segment